Grant, there's an issue between you and me mm-hmm. about the podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to have a conversation with you because I think you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I know it could go wrong. So you're a part of that conflict. Right. So you have to be willing to not be defensive. If there is a difficult conversation required, there is always going to be some copability on you. Right. It might not be that much, but it probably needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And you have to allow space to, to respond. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you understand that stewardship is about more than just money. And today, we are talking about how to have difficult conversations. My name is Daniel, and I am here with Grant. Hello, you man. are? Yep, I am here. Hi. Um, and I wanted to talk with you about how to have hard conversations. Okay. Because uh, we've had to have some. Yes. Over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and And I know that it's something that you actually enjoy um <laughs> i do i but think that, that came weird. out wrong it i does. think that came out wrong yeah um, it's good though it's not like you enjoy fighting with people no <laughs> uh, and i would say we've never had a fight yeah um but you you enjoy engaging in difficult conversations uh i think because you enjoy the challenge of it and more so you enjoy the result that's it i enjoy the the fruit of a difficult conversation um Difficult conversations are some of the best opportunities that we have in our life to galvanize relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had more difficult conversations with my wife than anybody else in my life. Makes sense. And I'm the closest with, with my wife. Our relationship is the most galvanized of, out of anybody other relationship I have. Um, more importantly... Uh, it, it also helps you understand like who who you might really want to be close with and who you might not. Mm. Uh, there's huge opportunities in difficult conversations. And that not just comes in difficult conversations um, through one-on-one or in groups, uh, but even on stuff like social media. Mm. Like I'm totally willing to engage in conversations with folks that might on the, like, like some people would be like, I'm never saying that on you know, Twitter, because that will cause A, B, and C, X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Like, there are times where I find people who also see it like that, where, like, they're totally willing to engage in a conversation to see what comes from it. Believe it or not, like, I've, I've met some and have some now some really cool relationships just from difficult conversations that started on Twitter. Like, how weird is that? Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, so, I like not the difficult conversation. I just get excited about what could be as a result of a difficult conversation. Mm, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Personally, I would prefer to have the result without having to have the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't work. Uh, but I do think most people my age and, and maybe a few years younger than me mm-hmm. uh, are very conflict avoidant. Totally. Um, and, and may just, like, that's why we have the word ghosting. <laughs> yeah. Like people ghost people because they don't want to have the conversation uh, to determine what's next for a relationship. Yeah, um, and it's it. I've also heard this term recently called quiet quitting. Ah, uh, where people they continue to kind of show up, quote unquote, show up at work, but they're not really doing anything. Yeah, and it's like if you're having a hard time at work, why don't you talk to somebody at work about it? Right, <laughs> right. Have a conversation. Oh, because it's going to be difficult. It's going to be conflict. It's going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But man. 
I, I know for a fact that when I choose to engage in the discomfort of a difficult conversation, the result is better. Yes. Than, than if I avoid it. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Um, and, and we've actually talked about this within our, uh, our customer experience meetings where yeah. we, we, all the, all the people who deal with clients directly have, have been, uh, educated on how to have these difficult conversations because in a business setting, it's going to happen. Totally. Um, and so I think it's awesome that we've, we've learned about that, but we, we wanted to share that with our listeners because it's, it's so important and we, we may not want to engage in these difficult conversations, but how much better would our world be if Christians would engage? Yeah. And not, not be scared of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's totally cool for you to be uncomfortable with it or yeah. to maybe want to avoid it. Mm-hmm. But if eventually we leaned into it because we are hopeful mm-hmm. for what it could be, mm-hmm. it could, that would be beautiful. It really would be. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about why, uh, and there's a, there's a phrase I wanted to share and I couldn't think of a good way to ask you to get you to say it. So I'll just say it. Yeah. Uh, it's that conflict causes tension, mm-hmm. but tension produces a greater capacity. Yeah. It's like that whole analogy about working out, right? Mm-hmm. You tear down the muscles a little bit by doing mm-hmm. this certain activity and based on how you did the activity and with the right diet and everything else, you can actually build your muscles up to be bigger and stronger and more flexible and mm-hmm. um, better, right? Yeah. And that's the same truth with, with this. Uh, tension oftentimes uh, creates not just capacity, but just but power. Mm-hmm. And, and um, there's something really beautiful about powerful relationships. And yeah. um, that's, what, that's what tension can can give to a relationship power yeah and what what comes to mind is the the bible verse about iron sharpening iron oh yeah and uh iron doesn't sharpen iron if you set two uh two iron things next to each other no <laughs> that's it <laughs> if you just keep them close yep it doesn't work you yep. gotta smash them into each other <laughs> yeah rub them together a little bit have pieces of them fall off mm-hmm. you know and uh if if done right and over time something shiny can happen yeah, yeah. right <laughs> Yeah. So what happens if we don't engage? Yeah. I mean, if we're not engaging in difficult conversations, uh, the first thing is we're being a dishonest person. Mm. Uh, Hiding or avoiding um, some of that conflict uh, can lead somebody else on to believe that the things they're doing or the way they're doing things is the right thing. Right. Because what gets celebrated gets repeated, what gets affirmed gets repeated, and uh, by your maybe force of a smile or action at some moment might give off an affirmation that you probably shouldn't be giving. Um, and and yeah. that's, that's, that's dishonest, and I don't think it's great. But more importantly, um, without doing a difficult conversation – you're not going to have the opportunity to build trust. Mm. Not only being able to see if you can trust them, but you giving them the opportunity to know and experience that they can trust you. Mm. And we learn trust oftentimes through hardship and tension yeah, and through a difficult conversation. Um, I mean, who people are when things don't go well is a great way to see if, if you can trust them. So I think those are the two of the, the biggest things. Um, just overall, though, 
yes, we're conflict avoidant. Yes, we don't want to talk. But if we're just going to be real, Daniel, we're selfish. Mm. We're yeah. selfish. We're, we we just want to not do the thing that feels weird or hurts. So I'm just going to not say anything and maybe even lie with my responses or lie in this relationship by not engaging in a conversation. Um, and that selfishness is where most sin starts, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that you are uh, sinning by not having a difficult conversation, um, but the root of every sin is, is some selfishness involved. So uh, mm-hmm. you can draw the lines in that situation for you, but yeah, bad things can happen if, if we don't have the conversation. Yeah. If we're choosing comfort over conflict, uh, nothing will get better. No. I mean, the main reason people don't engage, I think is fear is that fear of that discomfort. Yeah. Um, so what are some ways to to deal with that fear? How how do we how do we carry on when the fear is present? So a lot of times fear is uh coming because um we could be believing lies. Mm. Some of it could be true, but we could be believing something that's not true. Mm. And especially if you're just thinking through the fear and focusing on it or let it randomly come into your brain and then try to avoid it, right? You don't even avoid thinking of the, the real fear because you're not even willing to engage in that conversation. So you're avoiding that too. Um, it's a great practice to write the fears down. Mm. Get put, put pen to paper and write down the fear that you have in engaging in a conversation. What's the worst that could happen? I'm worried that when this conversation happens... This will happen to the yes. relationship. Yep. I'm worried that when I talk to Grant about my my challenge I'm facing with yes. this aspect of my job, I'm worried I'll lose my job over this. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? And, and write those things down. Uh, think through maybe, oh, man, they're, I'm scared they're going to respond this way. Mm-hmm. I'm scared I'm going to come across that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be you're, you're fearful of how you're going to communicate. You're fearful of how they're going to respond. You're fearful of the result. Write all of those things down. And once they're written down, look at the list and have a reality check. Okay, which of this is real? Mm-hmm. Which of this is real about what I know about the other person and what I know about me? That's, yeah. that's going to help. Um, you really have to evaluate which of this is just a lie I'm telling myself over and over again, either consciously or subconsciously, that's making me have that fear. Or what are these are legitimate fears that I, that I need to consider? Because you can then properly navigate those when you lean into to the conversation. Um, mm. it, it's super, super important to write this stuff down. And um, as you're writing it down, as you're evaluating what's real and what's not real, it, it's going to help you. Um, remove where, again, a lot of other fear comes from, and that is removing some of the unknown. Mm. Because you'll go through the thought process, really, of what this difficult conversation could look like and should look like in reality. And even though we play out a worst-case scenario in our head, the likelihood of the worst-case scenario is so, so low. And um, you start drawing conclusions to what are more likely scenarios in the conversation. And the cool thing is, too... (laughs) This now gives you a template of where to start to to even have the conversation Mm. because you can think through, man, all this, I'm scared this is going to happen or I'm scared this might go this way or that way. But this is something I tell you you and and, and the employees here, I I tell uh, my kids this, and that is if you're scared that somebody might react a certain way, tell them that. Hey, Mm. I need to have this conversation with you. I'm scared you might respond this way. Would it be okay if I could – share 
b- before you respond. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's what my kids do say to me. So, uh, you know, Daddy, I have a question, but I'm scared you're going to say no. Mm. But would you like – can I please ask the question before you say something, right? Sure. Let's go for it. And then I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I have to put my patient's hat on and puts me in a different mindset, right? Yeah. Um, but even like what we talked about with customers is like, you know, you fear a customer is going to respond a certain way. Be like, hey, I, I'm scared I'm going to come across this way. That's not my heart. So mm. please know that before I say this. Mm. Boom. Start the difficult conversation. It's, it's good yeah. to write these fears down, think through what's reality or not, because if you really think that, oh, man, this, this one is a reality, then it gives you a place to communicate in having that difficult conversation. Yeah, yeah. And something I've learned about fear uh, is when I'm afraid of something and in my own limited wisdom, uh, try, I try to control a situation to avoid that fear yeah. without addressing it head on, uh, I usually experience that fear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually, because I tried to control things myself, I usually guarantee that I'm going to experience the thing I'm afraid of. Yeah. Uh, and so writing down these fears is a great way for me also to look at my fears and pray about them. Yeah. God, I, I'm worried this is going to happen. Yep. And I need your help. And I think we need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Most of the time, most healthy folks, if you think through that fear, they also wouldn't want that fear to come true either. Right. So by saying it out loud, it's like, Hey, let's not go here together. Yeah. I don't want to go there together either. Mm-hmm. Boom, let's have the conversation, right? Yeah. Um, again, most healthy people don't want that fear that you're thinking through. And and if you verbalize that because you've spent time thinking about it and writing it down, it's it's, it's awesome. Yeah. So up next, we're going to get into some practical kind of outline steps almost for how to have this conversation. Yeah, things to say while you're in it. Yep. If you had a home warranty and tried to use it like me, you've likely discovered a lot of frustration with this type of product. And there are many reasons that go into this. But I want to introduce you to a home warranty product we at Stewardship Believing offered by a company called Armadillo. Now, there are three main reasons why I believe in this company. The exclusion portion of the policy is by far the shortest and easiest to understand that I've seen. And it's actually written in a way us normal people can interpret. Second, you can use whomever you want to do the work. So that AC work that needs to be covered by your home warranty, you can use the same trusted company you've used for years instead of being forced to use someone that you don't know. Third, and finally, ease of doing business. Armadillo has worked very hard to create a customer experience that removes all the annoying barriers when trying to use a policy that you've paid for. For example, instead of receiving a payout in the mail that could take weeks, they'll Venmo or even PayPal you the money if that's the way you prefer. Just, you know, like your friend who still owes you money for pizza. Want to learn more? Give me a call and let's chat. Okay, Grant, so I know I have I have something that I need to communicate with somebody and I know it's going to go, well, I know it could go wrong. Yeah. You've outlined the fears. (laughs) I've outlined my fears and, uh, but I also know this conversation needs to happen Mm -hmm. because I I know that the, uh, we really need the opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I want to, I want to be honest. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what do I do next? How do I, what's the next step I can take in having this conversation other than obviously, you know, communicating with the person, hey, I need to have a conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't want to ambush them mm-hmm. with uh, with a conversation out of the blue. Um, 
So maybe that's the next thing. Give them a heads up. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm going to share just kind of a, a, a quick story. Um, I uh, have a lot of different things that have helped me learn and grow in my life. Um, some of them are experiences, they're people, they're books I've read, uh, scripture, mentors, uh, family members, so much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the most powerful things that I've ever done um, to help me grow in knowledge, mature, prepare, um, has been writing. Mm. Uh, I write, I don't know, one or two blogs a month for the Stewardship Podcast. I've written two books. Um, I will often write long-form social media posts. And it's it helps me a ton. Mm. Because when you're writing your thoughts, uh, you can't help but reread them and process them. Yeah. And help shape your mindset and get challenged by some of it and maybe go get some more information before finalizing it. Yeah. I've actually written things down about my thoughts. Like I I was writing something I was thinking and and I don't remember specifically what it was, but I remember writing the next thing I wrote. Is that true? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because once I wrote it down, once I got it out of the sort of cloud in my brain onto a physical thing, I got to read it and see, is that is that actually what I think yeah. or, or is that just a thought that happened? Yeah. You know, uh, I think it's, that's huge. So I, I want to continue with the theme of writing things down. So where do we start? We wrote down some of the fears, but let's write down the mindset that we, we want to have. Uh, I'd say write down some triggers of things that you know you need to have in this conversation. And that's three things. You have to be very specific. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a hard conversation with somebody, you cannot be vague. And that's where where our fear of not wanting to engage in this conversation in the first place, we might not say a very specific thing that was done that that you want somebody to change mm. or a specific thing that they do that d- does cause that fear. You're scared of being specific because you don't want to be offensive. Mm. But the vagueness is way more offensive than being specific. Yeah. So write down be specific. This needs to be a theme and a mindset in this conversation. The second theme that you have to have in this conversation is you have to be objective. Mm. You have to be objective. Um, You have to be open-minded, right? You have to Mm be um, willing to to engage in a conversation. It's not like just a one-way thing. Uh, Yeah. It's not a monologue. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. And and, and that's important. you have to be objective. Um, the se- the third thing that we really want to make sure that we're we're doing is you can't be defensive. Hmm. You have to allow them to be able to say some things about you because the the truth is, uh, if there is a difficult conversation required, there is always going to be some culpability on you. Right. It might not be that much, but it probably needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And you have to allow them the space to, to respond. Yeah, and it could be – so if, if for example, Grant, there's an issue between you and me mm-hmm. about the podcast. Mm-hmm. We have some kind of conflict. Mm-hmm. And I've made – I I want to have a conversation with you because I think you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. E- even if I ha- I don't have anything at fault, there is a fault on me in your mind if there's a conflict. Yes. Like, like you're saying, like – 
if there's a conflict between two people, even if only one of them is imagined. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, there's, there's no such there. thing as conflict unless there's existence. I know that's weird to say, but like just the fact that you exist in the relationships m- means that there is that conflict. So your existence means you're a part of that conflict. Right. So you have to be willing to not be defensive mm-hmm. and, and writing that down. Yes, I'm going to be specific in the things that I'm, I'm going to communicate in this hard conversation. I'm going to have an open mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm also I'm, I'm not going to be defensive. Those three reminders have to be themes as you go into this conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also important to give the other person the benefit of the doubt. Oh, yeah. To recognize that if there was a specific experience that happened, we want to start from a place of they didn't do this on purpose to hurt me personally. It was just a lack of knowledge. Yeah. Somewhere. And I think that open-mindedness and non-defensiveness really leads to that is giving that Mm -hmm. benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I've written, or I'm, I'm now I'm sitting down to write down what needs to be talked about. Yep. You've written down the fears. You've written down mm-hmm. the themes. Mm-hmm. Now you have to write down what you're going to say. Yeah. What's the body of the conversation? <laughs> yes. The body of the conversation um, comes around three words. Vision, gap, opportunity. Vision, gap, opportunity. So mm-hmm. you think through the vision is the introduction of the mm-hmm. conversation. The gap is the body of the conversation, and the opportunity is going to be the closing in the conversation, Mm. right? And, of course, it's a dialogue. There's going to be back and forth. Mm -hmm. But you want to make sure that the conversation holds these three things. And in the vision, you want to communicate what you expect to happen, what you expect to happen um, in the conversation. Or maybe what you expected to have happened. Before, what caused that conflict potentially, Mm -hmm. yeah? I mean, that's a a lot of what happens in the gap. But vision is more about, hey, I'm going to have this conversation with you. This is where you would say, I'm scared that you might respond with, or I'm scared that I might come across as, you know, Mm -hmm. where you communicate. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's like, look, I'm going to have this conversation with you, but my vision, I I need to make sure I'm going to do my best to be specific. I'm also going to make sure I'm going to do my best to be open-minded and I'm, I'm not going to be defensive. I'm committing that to you in this this conversation now, right? Mm-hmm. You're communicating the vision for more how you want the conversation to go. Yeah, and, and this is a great opportunity to, not to say the wrong word here, but as you're communicating your vision, to also express the value you have in the relationship. Totally, like, yeah. I care, I care so much about us, that I'm willing to, like, I, I want to step into this conversation, but but more than, like, bottom line, I want you to know I love you. Mm. I want you to know I care about you. Yeah. And that's why I'm having this conversation with yep. you. Yeah. You can even share some of the stuff we talked about at the beginning of the po- podcast. Like, look, I, I put this off for a while, but I realized, man, that lacks trust in you and that lacks trust in me, that lacks love mm-hmm. in you, that adds selfishness to me. And mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. You deserve better than that. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you outline the vision or even how you want the, the, the bottom line of your relationship to be. And, and that is awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is filled with love and that is filled with trust. Mm-hmm. So once you uh, have that introduction, which is the vision for how you want the conversation and the relationship to look like, you then talk about the gap. And the gap is what that person specifically has done or not done to make things fall short, mm. to make things uh, require this difficult conversation. Uh, the gap between what you would like or what you expected or what you need or 
uh, what your request is versus what is being done. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the hardest part. And this is why we've said be specific mm-hmm. because if you're general here and you're too vague here, they're not going to get it. All they're going to pick up from you is this person doesn't like me. I'm not really sure why. What the heck? Right. Right. Uh, where instead, if you be very specific about the things or thing or lack of thing or things that have been done or not done, it's going to be super, super helpful. So, yes, what's the vision for your relationship? What's the vision for this conversation? But where's the gap? Mm-hmm. Why, why is this, this conversation even needed? And, and the key is to, is to be specific. Avoid generalizations and instead focus on the actual facts of what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think this is at this point in the conversation, you, you've got to avoid uh, talking about their character. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Try to make it about the action that's being taken. Yeah. And avoid like always never statements. Yeah. I was going to say like my kids will, will say this sometimes. They'll be like, you know, oh, that always uh, or this never, blah. you know, mm-hmm. I was like, really? It, it never Mm-hmm. Or, or wait, it 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 always happens like that, right? Um, like no, that's that's not how it is, right? That's mm-hmm. not reality, and that's going to be much more vague. Yes, yes. But if they say, "Oh man, last week this happened because A, B, and C, and X, Y, and Z," and now it's happening again, you know, those are very specific things mm-hmm. and situations, um, and and that's what we want to be at this gap part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think focusing on the facts really helps. Both parties in the conversation avoid feeling defensive. Yeah. And and oh, you might be tempted to say, and that makes me feel at this part of the conversation. And, and there's going to be a time for that, which is in the next part, which is the opportunity. Mm. But when you're talking about the gap, um, if you can, defer the feeling part of the conversation to the end. Mm. Continue to just hit the facts. Okay. Um, then when the opportunity part comes in, you can talk about what, again, you would like for them to be done, what, what, what you think things should look like, mm-hmm. and how that would make you feel, the good feeling. Mm. Does that make sense? So now you're starting with, and if this happened, I think for both you and I, it would create more joy. Create, you know, What does that life look like? What, what does that relationship now look like? What does that endeavor now look like? Mm-hmm. So you're... you're, you're you know, again, painting a vision for, for what that could be, but what's that opportunity for improvement? Here's how we can do better next time. Here's what I'd appreciate in the future mm-hmm. because that would create fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. That would make me feel blank. And if you want to elaborate, then you can say, because the truth is when you do talk about the gap, it makes me feel like this. Mm-hmm. I know that if we did this, It'd make me feel better. How does that make you feel? You know, Uh, then you can give them the opportunity for that dialogue rather than than that monologue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I can think back to times you and I have had these these conversations Mm -hmm. and, and I can hear how both of us kind of fall into this template together. Mm. Like we're both able to express our gratitude for the previous interactions we've had. We're both able to express the challenges we face and and then we are able to express like yeah i feel like if we do it this way this will be awesome yeah um and it it just makes things go better we get to experience growth mm-hmm. through this and the good news is the more you do this with folks the more it kind of becomes a template like on autopilot like we don't have like a paper out 
that when we have difficult conversations, all right, what's the old vision gap and opportunity? Let's do it. Like Mm -hmm. we just, we do it Mm -hmm. naturally because we've we've done it, you know, and that's, that's important. Yeah. So because I know I've seen the fruit of this in my life, uh, I know it's made my marriage better when, when my wife and I engage in those difficult conversations, uh, it, it creates growth and trust, just like you're saying, like that is what happens (laughs) when we, when we, even in the case of fear, continue forward and do the right thing and be honest. Uh, it does grow relationships. It grows compassion and, and empathy. Um, and that's a big deal. And so, uh, I, I mean, I'm worried I'm going to come across in a little bit uh, of an accusatory way in this podcast, but the CTA for our listeners is to have that conversation you've been putting off. <laughs> yeah. And well, you know, this, this podcast can help for that. Like, as you mentioned at the beginning of the co- podcast, I like difficult conversations because of what it turns into, right? Mm-hmm. So I get excited about that. Um, so I'm a little bit different than folks, but a lot of times people need a little help, mm-hmm. need a little push along, need a little trigger. And so that my wife will do sometimes is she'll listen to a podcast. We're like, ooh, we need to do that as parents. Ooh, Grant needs to work on that in his parenting, <laughs> right? So she'll be like, hey, I want can, can we listen to a podcast together? Mm-hmm. And when she does that, I'm like, all right. And in my head, I'm like, there's something in here that she wants to, <laughs> you know, have a difficult conversation with me about. And, and I'm okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but bottom line is she uses the podcast as a way to, to, to start in. And yeah. uh, you can use this podcast as a way to start in on, on a difficult conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to this together with them. I'm like, hey, what did you think about that? Hey, can, is it okay if I followed this framework to, to have a difficult conversation with you? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great way to kick it off and start. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think we can't go wrong with being honest. Yeah, that's so good. You just can't. Um, and so, yeah, we want to encourage you all, uh, share this podcast, have that conversation, um, and and your relationships can grow. And that's really our hope. Uh, that That's really our hope with this entire podcast Yeah, is, is to help people uh, steward relationships, steward um, their positions of influence and authority in their lives as parents, as spouses, uh, as business owners. Like if you're a, a father and a husband and a business owner or a mother and a wife and a business owner – You've got to have difficult conversations. If you want a valuable relationship with anything, you're going to need difficult conversations. Yeah. And so our hope is that we, we've helped provide some tools for that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how else to wrap it up. I think uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. We hope this helps. Sweet. Cue the music. Cue the music. <laughs>